Welcome to Faith at Work. I'm Carl Grant, and today's podcast will feature the 2010 high-tech prayer breakfast in the D.C. metro area where Landon Johnson was a speaker. Well, I don't know how to follow on from that except to say it is just awesome to be here this morning. I just, I've been spending the last half an hour just kind of soaking up all the positive energy in this room. Uh, this is my sixth high-tech prayer breakfast, uh, fifth as a table sponsor. Um, and I'm going to you know, go on to tell you, uh, as Carl mentioned, a little bit about uh, the role that the high-tech prayer breakfast uh, played in my accepting Jesus Christ as my Savior. Um, but, uh, but, but I look forward to this event every year, kind of as a turning point in the year, right? I mean, I suppose it has something to do with the change of seasons, right? Um, but it feels like at this point in time of the year, I've got a lot of the year behind me, right? And I can kind of start, anyways, to look forward to that glorious slide into the quieter time of the holiday seasons, right? Um, now, as, as many of you know, uh, we in the D.C. area kind of have a different idea of seasons, right? I mean, most of the rest of the country looks to, say, September 22nd as the official end of a season, right? Summer to fall. Um, we here look to yesterday as an official end of a season, right? The election season. Uh, we have our seasons, you know, there, there's even four of them, but they look more like traffic season, crab season, redskin season, and election season, right? Now, I am not nearly crazy enough to get up here and kind of lead a discussion about the most recent election results, right? Um, and in fact, that's why we have brought the pros in today in, in Mr. Hume, uh, who we'll hear later. Uh, and by the way, how cool is it that Mr. Hume is joining us today? This is great. <laughs> On top of that, as Carl mentioned, uh, being a Democrat, it might be slightly difficult for me to navigate that conversation, right? But there's one component of the election season that I would like to pick on for just a few moments, right? And it's, so I was flipping through last night or yesterday, kind of picking up my election results through, through the channels, and I was almost dizzied by the categories that I heard coming out in some of these news stations, right? And I was so fascinated by them that I wrote some of them down. Right, so we had uh, your obvious Republican and Democrat and liberal and conservative, right? Here's some of the other ones. I heard conservative right. I heard liberal left progressive, right? Neoconservative, conservative liberalist, religious socialist. I even heard, I'm not a witch, I'm a you. I heard tea partier. I heard corporative federalist. I heard blue dog Democrat. And, and oh, this one's my favorite. I heard yellow dog Democrat. Actually, I didn't hear that last night. Um, that one was given to, my, to me by my lawyer, right? And, and most of you probably don't know what a yellow dog Democrat is, right? Yellow dog Democrat, as he describes, is no matter who's running at the top of the Democratic ticket, and it could be a yellow dog, he's going to vote for them. So that's a yellow dog Democrat. Here's the good news about all the messages you're going to hear today. The messages you're going to hear today don't apply to a specific person in a specific category, right? Whether you're liberal or conservative, Republican or Democrat, the messages this morning apply to you. So I encourage you to take comfort in that. I encourage you to take personal, pay personal attention to this um, and have fun with it. Uh, and it's interesting to me because, because God even kind of predicted that we, our human nature for creating categories would kick in at different points in time and kind of get in the way. Right? Uh, and therefore, he emphasizes in the Bible, in the book of Romans, and this is right from Romans, that uh, there is no difference between kind of all these categories that I just mentioned. Right? For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and all 
are freely justified by his grace through Christ Jesus, right? So all, and repeated all. Um, there's no categorization. There's no filtering there. These are for all. This is, these are for everybody, right? Now, as emphatically as I just made that statement, right, sitting in your very seat six years ago, um, I wouldn't have agreed with my own statement, right? I would have uh, perhaps offered a response like, uh, you know, thank you for the breakfast. Uh, thank you for the company. Um, but you can keep your messages. Uh, I don't really need them. And, and, and let me drag you back, I guess, to my youth to, to give you a little bit of a background for this, right? I grew up in, in very conservative Rochester, New York, okay, uh, in a very loving family. Two great parents, older brother, younger sister. And my parents armed us with some amazing life skills, right? Incredible work ethic, self-reliance, um, high importance put on education and health and fitness, uh, strong morals, strong principles. I led a spectacular childhood. God was not part of it. We didn't talk about God in our family. Um, God, we didn't look to God for guidance and leadership. Uh, it's just not what we did, right? And I'll tell you, that was okay by me because I didn't need God. And, and, and let me explain, right? I had determined on my own, by myself, how to launch myself into the world and uh, navigate successful careers at Accenture and Booz Allen and Hamilton, right? Um, went on and got my MBA, married an amazing woman, um, started my own company, started my first company at the age of 29, right? Amassed a, a network of beloved friends and valued clients and, and great contacts, right? So I was the poster boy for the guy who didn't need God, okay? I was fine. In fact, if I fit into a category, that's the category I fit into, right? I was fine. Let me fast forward now to uh, the high-tech prayer breakfast, right? Let me stop for a second, right? I, 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 used, I used the past tense, right? I was fine, right? And, and I could kind of see, you know, looking around the room that some of you were kind of leaning forward saying, you know, this is where it's going to get interesting. Landon's going to you know, share his crash and burn story. As Carl Grant mentioned, uh, you know, I, I hope not to disappoint you. Uh, and I, too, am often moved, uh, you know, sometimes to tears by the impactful, powerful stories that we hear from others, you know, in their own personal redemption. But I don't have a crash and burn aspect to my story, right? And it's, believe me, it's not because I'm above any of the afflictions. It's not because I am immune to any of the tragedies. And I fully expect to be tested at some point in time. It's just I haven't had that component uh, of, of, of my life happen to me yet, right? Um, so for me, God got my attention in a very different way. And he got my attention through the birth of my first child. And it wasn't so much the childbirth, uh, but the days and the weeks that followed um, you know, in the quieter moments as I was able to, to hold her and, and stare at her, right? What became really clear to me was that she was helpless and very ill-equipped for life, right? And at that time, God planted a seed in my heart. And the seed he planted was a very keen appreciation for the role, the active role that I was going to have to play in her life to prepare her for getting from where she was, right, this utterly helpless babe, to a productive great adult, whatever that means. So, like many guys, right, with a project ahead of them, I looked around to see what kind of tools I had available to me, right, so it's all about the tools. Uh, and I dove into a series of parenting books, uh, had many conversations with some of my parents' friends, and picked up some great tips, right? But this seed that was planted in my heart um, was really pushing me to ask tougher questions, certainly tougher questions than, 
know, how do I get my baby to sleep through the night? Uh, this exercise was, was encouraging me to inspect myself and say, what do I know about leading a good life, right? So some time passed uh, as I'm inspecting myself, as I'm going through this project, if you will, right? And, and now let me fast forward to the high-tech prayer breakfast back in 2005, right? I was invited, like many of you, uh, by a business colleague, right? And, and I thought it was great, right? I mean, high-tech prayer breakfast, high-tech. I'm all about high-tech, right? Breakfast, I love breakfast. Uh, you know, this, this prayer thing in the middle, I wasn't quite sure what to do with that, but I figured two out of three. Uh, and it was, a, it, 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 it was an easy RSVP for me, right? So on a morning just like this, six years ago, right, I walked through this door just like every one of us, right? And I was, I was blown away that here in the D.C. area that this many people would wake up this early, dress up, and share stories about Christ. I was utterly blown away, right? That morning we had a great testimony by Gary McCollum. Um, and I even enjoyed some you know, engaging conversations about Jesus uh, with some otherwise normal-seeming people, right? <laughs> but, 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 but I do remember, I, I do remember, I, I, I do remember, I, I feel like I was playing the part a little bit, right? Uh, it, it occurred to me while I was having these conversations that there's a bit of a gap between me and this guy, right? Um, great event at that year, I walked out the door, right? And this is kind of neat. Uh, I walked out the door and picked up my, picked up my very first Bible, Right? It was in the stack of red Bibles. I don't know if we have that stack of Bibles out there this year. We do, right? These make great car Bibles, by the way. This, the reason it's so beat up is because it stays in my car, right? But I picked up my very first Bible, um, and, uh, and, and I thought that was neat. I still, it's still in the car today, as I mentioned, right? I left this event certainly feeling very invigorated. All the positive energy around here, it's hard not to feel invigorated, right? But I'll admit, I also felt relieved that I was going to leave this place and kind of go back to my real world, right, surrounded by my real people. <laughs> Fortunately, God wasn't done with me that day even, right? Later that afternoon, uh, as I was driving around my hometown of Bethesda, right, I, just, I pulled up to a stop sign uh, behind a car. And on that car was, was a Maryland tag that said uh, 1-T-H-E-516, Right? I wasn't sure what that meant, uh, but something told me, hey, that might be a Bible passage, right? So I reached over onto the passenger seat and kind of cracked the binding on my brand new Bible uh, and found in the table of contents this Thessalonians, right? T-H-E, Thessalonians. So I flipped to 516, and what Thessalonians 516 told me was, rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for it's God's will in your life through Christ Jesus. And, wow, I mean, this just hit me like a ton of bricks, right? Uh, rejoice always. I mean, for those of you that know me, I love a good party, right? I am all about rejoicing. And give, give, give thanks in all circumstances. Uh, it's one of my strong suits, gratitude, right? And again, we come back to this pray continually. Sounded kind of hokey, but two out of three. It was starting to sound like a great motto for me. But there was this ending part, right? For it's God's will in my life through Jesus Christ. Right? And I had a tough time with this part on the spot. I said, you know, how does this reconcile with my understanding of what it's like to, to follow God? Because my understanding, by the way, has to do with things like you know, giving up my Sundays, um, giving money, right? giving up things I like and enjoy and things that feel good and think I'm pretty good at. Um, it doesn't have a lot to do with that. And that doesn't have a lot to do with rejoicing. I have a different idea of rejoicing, right? Uh, and how am I supposed to give gratitude for that? And by the way, why does God have a will in my life? Uh, and what role does Jesus Christ play in all this? These questions were popping up in my mind, right? It intrigued me enough to continue to read in the Gospels. And I guess the best way that I can explain it 
right, is, is as I read through the New Testament, it was as though these were letters that were written directly to me, kind of explaining the past 34 years of my life uh, and laying a foundation for the next years of my life, right? It was as though I had kind of this big life exam coming up and I just stumbled upon the answer key for it, right? And when I thought about this in connection with the project that I embarked upon, which was to help my daughter you know, lead a good life, um, I was humbled. I, I, I was humbled right to my knees. Okay? Um, my first emotion, uh, I was petrified. Right? I was petrified because I felt like I had just escaped a near-death experience. I mean, I remember saying to myself, saying, saying to myself out loud, I almost just went through life not knowing what's said in the Bible and not knowing Jesus Christ. Right? I was petrified that that almost happened, right? And, 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 and my second emotion was one of discovery, right? I had just stumbled upon the answer book in the Bible. I had just stumbled upon, you know, the world's best tutor in Jesus Christ. And all this tied together uh, with me um, really appreciating um, that I'd found the owner's manual. And I can't begin to describe the overwhelming sense of relief and the strength of hope uh, that this discovery provided to me at that time and continues to provide to me today. So, I mean, come on. I'm not up here to tell you that because I know Jesus and because I can read the Bible that I in any way, shape, or form have it figured out, right? In fact, uh, probably more so than I thought before, uh, I'm a work in progress, right? Whereas before I thought I was fine, the irony of it is now I know I'm not fine, right? Um, but the neat part is the one question that I keep getting, right, when I share my story is, so what's changed, Landon? You know, I knew you before, and you were fine. It seemed like you were fine, right? And you're fine now. What's changed, right? It's a great question. Um, and, and you've heard, let me say, you've heard enough from me today, I think, but I've got a little homework assignment for you, okay? This will be fun. It'll be like a, uh, an icebreaker for the rest of the day. And here's your homework assignment, right? No matter what you're where you are in your faith journey, right? Whether you've, grew, you've grown up in church, you've been a lifelong Christian, or whether you're struggling with some serious challenges, or whether you're just fine like I was, right? Here's the homework assignment. Go and ask that question, right? Go, what changed? Go and ask that question of at least one person today uh, that claims their life has been changed by, by Jesus Christ. Okay, what changed? Um, ask your table host, right? Uh, ask me afterwards, right? I'll entertain you all day long with my answer to it. Um, but, or ask it of a couple different people, right? Compare and marvel over the differences in the responses. Marvel over the similarities in the responses. But each one of these will represent an example, okay? An example of how Jesus Christ is there for you, of how he's ready and willing and able to come to you in your life where you are and give you the answers, much like he did to me. My, my prayer for this entire group is that you know, through this breakfast, um, through uh, the homework assignment, right? Uh, through the testimony that Mr. Hume will, will uh, share with us in just a few moments here, um, that every one of us will walk away from this event today and be just a little bit changed like I was six years ago, like I continue to be every year as a table host here. Thanks for letting me share, and uh, God bless you. Thank you for listening to this edition of Faith at Work. We hope you enjoyed it. I'm Carl Grant. Please follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Faith at Work Radio. And for more information on the High Tech Prayer Breakfast, please visit www.hightechprayerbreakfast.org. You've been listening to Faith at Work with Carl Grant. 